Hello, you're listening to Jewel of Thought Podcast, a podcast created for women growing through it. On this podcast, we discuss all things God and growth so that you can shine like the jewel you were created to be. I'm your host, Shaw Ariane, and welcome to another episode. Hey, y'all. What have y'all been up to? I've missed y'all so much. I know it's only been two weeks, but it feels like I have not recorded in a long time. So today I just want to talk. I've experienced a lot and I just want to come on and talk to you guys. But first, I want to ask, how are you doing? Have you been setting boundaries? Have you been saying no? Have you been resting? Have you been filling your own cup before filling others? And that makes me think about whenever I take a flight, of course, when they talk about the little um, masks that fall from the roof of the plane, they always say, before you try to help someone with their mask, you need to put your mask on first. They say that for a reason. So I hope you've been filling your cup before attempting to fill everyone else's. Sometime last week, I had someone who's very dear to me and actually one of the few people that I allowed to speak into my life. She reached out to me and she let me know that she had a dream about me. Without sharing too many details of this dream, I'm going to share with you what I am allowed to share with you today. In this dream, we were at an event where I was the keynote speaker Everyone was waiting on me to speak, and while they were waiting, the person who shared this dream with me came to the dressing room to pray with me before I came out. When she went into the dressing room, she noticed that I was still not ready. I was um, trying to get my clothes together, but in addition to me being occupied by what actually did not matter in the dream, there were distractions all around me. The friend that came to pray with me in the fitting room noticed that there were a lot of distractions around. So she asked, what are all of these distractions doing in here? Now, it was something specific, but I'm going to leave the details out. So someone who was in the room with us, who appeared to be one of my friends, responded that these distractions were in the room because it's what I needed to get my energy up enough to do what it was that I was there to do so my friend who was there visiting said no she doesn't need these distractions so that was pretty much the end of what I'm going to share about the dream but I asked her afterwards what was my response when you mentioned that I didn't need the distractions and she said your response was just to continue to pray through the distractions after hearing this dream I bawled my eyes out Why? Because when you truly love God, when you are in God, you can feel when there is some type of wedge between you and God. And it's actually been a long time. I'm going to be completely honest with y'all. It has been a long time since I felt the closeness to God that I once felt. 
And I will always pray and just ask him like, God, what is it that is, is making it so that I can't get as close to you as I am trying to get to you? What is it that is causing me to feel this disconnect? What is it that is causing me to not be able to feel your presence, not be able to hear your voice like I used to, um, not be able to just rest in you? This dream that was shared with me was an answer to a long-awaited prayer. I went into therapy two years ago, and like I mentioned before, when I went into therapy, it just felt like I was in a wilderness season, and there were so many things that were coming up, things that were not pretty, <laughs> things that did not feel good and some things I'm just going to be honest I was scared to take to God but he sees all he knows all he knows us he knows our hearts he knows our thoughts he knows every hair on our head so there is nothing that we can take to God that he doesn't already know our heartache and our trauma and our emotions as a result of our heartache and our trauma is not a surprise to him. It may be a surprise to us because we don't know that these things are there until they come to the surface. But for him, he's already seen it. So for me, when I was seeing these things for the first time, what I attempted to do without even realizing was tuck these things in my back pocket. I took these things away so deep that it was just thing after thing after thing just piling up until I got to a point where I had to distract myself to be able to get through the day. Just doing everything, starting two businesses, like just doing so many things to distract myself from what really matters, which is my devotion to God. I made my healing a priority, but I didn't make healing with God a priority. So if you're not healing with God, eventually whatever you use to heal will become an idol because at that point you're saying, this is the thing that I need more than I need God to be able to get through whatever it is that I'm dealing with. Even though you may not feel it when it's happening or you may not see it, this is what's going on. And over time, it gets worse and worse and worse. So after hearing this dream, I immediately went into a fast because again, as I mentioned, this was an answer to my prayer. I prayed about this. So God is answering my questions. He's giving me insight to what's actually happening in the spiritual realm and so I have a responsibility at this point so I go into a three-day fast and on day one for some reason my computer locked me out my password was no longer working so I had to call the help desk to reset my password they tell me, hey, we reset your password. So I go back in, try to put my password in. My password is still not working. So they say, okay, well, we'll go ahead and set you a new password. Y'all, my password was do your best 23. Do your best 23. <laughs> 
And I'm blown away at this point because usually when you have to get a new password, it's like capital A, lowercase O, capital P. It's something crazy like that. So God was speaking and I was listening. During this time of prayer and fasting, God also brought to mind a dream that I had a couple months ago that I hadn't shared with anybody um, because I did not understand it. I hadn't gotten the revelation on it just yet, so I just tucked it away. But in this dream, I was sitting in a car and I saw that there were some spots on my teeth that indicated that my teeth were decaying. And I looked to my right and there's a dentist's office. And for some reason in a dream, I did not think to go inside of the dentist's office. I just went on about sitting in a car and looking in the mirror and just examining my teeth. I was so distracted by the way that my teeth looked that... I did not even take into account the fact that they were actually decaying. My teeth were rotting. And what God shared with me is that that's where a lot of us are spiritually. We've allowed things to pull us so far from God that our spirits are rotting from the inside out from the inside out and what's an indication of a rotting spirit is one not wanting to spend time with God anymore two not wanting to hear God's word three no longer wanting to go to church no longer having that joy when you're in church um also no longer wanting to fellowship with fellow believers um just not wanting to talk to God those are keys to tell you that your spirit is rotting and if you don't do something quick you're going to deteriorate it will and can become progressively worse if you don't seek God and when I looked up to find out how long does it take for a dead tooth to fall out it could take weeks or months but who knows how long that is in God's time in the dream, there was a dentist's office literally right beside the car when I realized that my teeth were decaying. God is right there waiting and available with a book that's wide open. He'll always have an appointment for you. Just go in to see him. Because the thing about it is when a tooth is decaying, the patient never knows how far along the decay is. Sometimes the decay can be saved, but in this case, the decay can always be saved as long as you go and see the savior. We are never too far gone, baby. All teeth gone and everything, a gummy smile and everything. We are never too far gone for God to come in and restore. So what caused the decay? Idols that I had built up in my heart that started to take the place of God in my life. Things that I started to give more of my time to things that I started to even give more of my love to I made these things my number one priority and 
these idols can be literally anything. They can be your identity. They can be it can be money, material things, jobs, status, physical appearance. It can be sex. It can be comfort. It can be your man, your man, your man. It can be your children. It can be literally anything. Not saying that these things are bad because of course they're not. But we also have to take these things to God and allow him to place these things on a scale to let us know how to balance these things in our lives. The last thing that I want to share today, and this is what I want to leave you with, is the way that this revelation has driven me to God in a moment where I would usually just take these things and tuck it away and not say it to God, not share it with him, not take it to him. It's made me take every little thing that pops up in my mind, everything that pops up in my heart to God. I was in the grocery store, jumped on social media, saw something, something rose up in me. Usually I'll tuck it away, but I said, God, what is this that just rose up in me? What is it about what I just saw that is making me have this feeling that I can't quite put my finger on? I pulled out of the grocery store parking lot, turned, made it to the light, and I stopped behind a car that had a license plate that said, you see, you want. Y'all, I cannot make this stuff up. The license plate said, you see, you want. So initially when I saw that, one of my first thoughts was, that can't be true. But when a word comes from God, it has a way of hitting you exactly where it hurts. So I knew that it was God and that that was true. So as I was preparing for this episode, I felt led to call my sister, my little sister who has two churn, to ask her, what is it about a child that makes them desire what it is another child has? And what she told me blew my mind, okay? It blew my mind. One of the first things that she said is, children are very curious and literally everything is eye-catching. So I thought about the fact that if we are distracted, everything distracts us. We see something new, we want it. We see that, we want it. Oh, I don't want this no more. I want this now. So we do a lot of that when we are distracted. Also, we enjoy instant gratification. Apparently, we as humans were wired for instant gratification. However, indulging in instant gratification too much, it will make us gravitate more towards those instant outcomes and it will cause us to over-prioritize short-term validation. So that might look like getting on social media a little bit too much and laughing at all those funny videos on TikTok and then needing to do that over and over and over again. And I always bring up um, TikTok because I'm always on TikTok. I get a kick out of TikTok, but 
I know now that I have to slow up on TikTok because the instant gratification that it gives is not healthy for me. It may seem simple to some, but it's not healthy for me. And what she also said is when children want something that they see someone else with, it's them trying to learn how to make themselves happy. Y'all, I said that'll preach right there. Us trying to learn how to make ourselves happy because we've taken God out of his place where he gives us a joy unspeakable that we cannot give ourselves. So when we take him out of that place, we take ourselves out of that joy and we attempt to make ourselves happy, but that does not work. That, that doesn't work. Distraction has caused us to want everything we see because we're so attracted to being distracted. We can not only pray through these idols or distractions, we have to take them to God as well. Take them to God and ask him to remove them and do your best. Exchange your idols for his grace. I know for some, this episode was probably hard to hear. And trust me, I know it knocked me upside my head first. But I want to challenge you to take all of your seemingly little thoughts and emotions to God as soon as they come up and see what he shows you. As I was looking through scripture for a strategy to actually remove these idols, I came across about three scriptures about idols. And in each scripture, they said, remove them, throw them away, remove them. And one other scripture said to change your clothes. So Colossians 3, 9 through 10 says, do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. So if we're taking off our old clothes, our sinful clothes, our idols and putting on our new self, which has been renewed in the knowledge in the image of our creator, what do we have to put on? Ephesians 6. Ephesians 6, 11 through 17 says, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. Therefore, Put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckle around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And as I read down a little bit more to verse 18, it says, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. And that takes us right back to our challenge, which is to take 
every seemingly little thought or emotion to God in prayer. And it doesn't have to be long and drawn out. Just take it to him. Today's episode was so amazing and there was so much revelation in it, even for me, like experiencing all of this, but actually getting on behind this mic and talking about it with y'all, it has opened my eyes even more. I want to know what you guys think about today's episode. Are you dealing with any distractions? Do you have any idols in your life? If so, what are you doing to combat these idols? And as you go through your week, let me know how it's going with you actually casting down these thoughts or these imaginations that attempt to exalt themselves above God. What are you feeling? What are you thinking? What is God saying? Thank you so much for being on this episode. I am so, so, so very grateful to God for this platform. Of course, he gets all the glory. I love you guys and until next time.